1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Hello, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, our real estate conversation begins with the community of professional women in the real estate industry. That's right, Tina. And joining us is Michelle Goodrich, the co-founder of Real MG. Michelle, welcome to On the Market. Great to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation, Asif. Awesome. Michelle, for our listeners that don't know what the real MG is, tell us a little bit about how it started and what the purpose is. So I should probably start with a little bit of my background. I worked uh, for Remax Corporate for 23 years, mostly for Remax Europe, which was very interesting. I was uh, speaking with Tina before we got on this this uh, this uh, call. And um, just letting her know a little bit about how real estate works in Europe, how it's not organized. And in some places, you don't even have to be licensed. Can you imagine that, oh, Asif? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of years ago, um, actually just before the pandemic, uh, we had a uh, convention in Europe. We used to have our conventions every year. And our last convention before the pandemic was in Mallorca. And I used to do a lot of the women's sessions. It's unfortunate that we have to still call it a women's session, but we did, we did, and we do still. And I had created a women's session for a very select group of women. And it was by invitation only. And it was a session where we had 60 women come. We had the leaders, the female leaders in Remax from around the world. We had a panel and um, we had a, an amazing turnout. Uh, the women felt so wonderful to be acknowledged and have that space to talk about some of the challenges we have as women in real estate, in in any professional life. Um, and it was interesting. I thought it was going to be a one-off, but... After the convention in 2019, we had such a great uh, reception and feedback for it. We decided to open it up globally for the network and Real was born. And at that time, it stood for Remax Empowers Ambitious Ladies. And uh, throughout the pandemic, we would meet on Zoom. Everyone was, it was, was loving it. You know, a few women had told me, they weren't certain what was going to happen during the pandemic and uh, being part of our community and being part of our Zooms kind of talked them off the ledge. They were like ready to leave the business. So I just thought to myself, you know, I'm really onto something here. And it made me feel good too. It made me feel like I was part of something. Um, you know, we just didn't know what was going on. And fast forward to July 2021 and as Asif knows our uh, our our group of companies was sold back to our parent company and as such my role was eliminated and after some reflection taking some time off what I decided to do was take the brand out of the name and open up the group to all women in the real estate industry, um, no matter what brand you're under or what profession you were in, a broker, an agent, mortgage, finance, uh, stagers, 
any anything that touches the real estate industry because um, it's a it's quite a broad industry. Um, and we just uh, I decided to make it membership based. It's it is global. And we launched in January 2022, and it stands for Real Estate Empowers Ambitious Ladies Management Group. And, and there's certainly a lot of ambitious and successful ladies in the real estate realm. What makes real estate such a great opportunity for women to succeed? I just think it's, it's, it's really, listen, the home is the women's domain. So whether or not... Um, you know, you're paying for it directly as a woman or you're doing it as a couple. I think that when women are involved in the process, it's a no-brainer. And when you're in real estate, what I find is that it's great for flexibility. If you're a mother um, and, uh, you know, I, I can even use examples for myself. I have lots of friends that, you know, they, they've had their children. The children have gone off to school they're looking for something to do for themselves, and real estate offers that flexibility. Um, you know, a lot of women take take it on and do it part time, but what happens is they enjoy it so much that they become full time, and they create these amazing lives for themselves, for themselves, their families, their communities. It's just a no brainer. I just think that women are really good at at real estate. They're good at negotiating. They're good at creating relationships. And it's not just about the transaction, right? They want to they want to do a really good job for people. You know, your home is a big deal. It's the largest purchase you're ever going to make in your life. And it's your home. So it's it's got to be really special, and I just feel that I'm not saying that men don't do don't think that way either, but women have that natural ability to really connect with people on a level that's going to help them in their real estate career. And I think that when you think of a career in real estate, you can't just be transactional. I think if, when you are transactional, it'll work for a little while, but it, not for not for long term. And women are all about creating those relationships that are going to help them in the long run. And that might apply to so many different industries, but I wanted to talk to you about specifics. What are the challenges that women specifically face in real estate? And why is there a need for a women's management group in 2023? It's crazy. You know, um, there still is that gender bias. Uh, it, it it will always exist until we all work together to get rid of it. So there's still that gender bias. And you know what? I even still think there's a gender wage gap. So, and, and, and the reason why there is that gender wage gap is what I just said before. You know, women will take on real estate at first, maybe part-time. So you're going to have that gap there anyways. Sometimes they have to take more time off to take care of the family. So they're not able to apply as much um, time to create or, or, or harness that, that business that they want to develop um, like a man does. Um, you know, there's also, when it comes to networking, um, people sometimes don't feel comfortable networking with a bunch of men. You know, being in those 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 areas or they go to a networking event. Uh, I've even found it myself, especially when it comes to investing. 
they'll go into an uh, into a networking event and there's just a bunch of men hanging around talking amongst each other and sometimes it's a little intimidating for women to you know kind of get in there sure and enter that space right right you know there's other other networking opportunities that men do that women aren't always invited to i.e. golfing um, sports sports uh, events sporting events locker room I don't know that I want to be in the locker room but that's where some of this business gets talked about so um, you know unfortunately women are left out of those those areas and even when they are part of those areas they may not have the confidence to really make make a go of it and, and Michelle I personally know a lot of the women that are within the MG, the Real MG Network, and there's a lot of successful women out there. What makes this group so special? What makes the Real MG such a great place for women to be? Well, it's not just about real realtors. It's not just about brokers. We have women from different facets of the industry, and we're bringing them together. I have a lot of mortgage brokers, and it's interesting, uh, when you talk about mortgage brokers, it's still quite male-dominated. And um, they don't have the opportunity to network like we do or we we do with our real estate conferences and things like that. So mm-hmm. whenever they see an opportunity for a real estate conference or to be part of something like that, they're they're the first to jump on board. When you bring bring a group of of diverse individuals together, they can talk about different things that relate to their their particular role and other roles. Right, they, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and you also don't know who you're going to meet and and what type of business you're going to be able to to generate from those meetings. And it's it's an opportunity for women to get out, and they feel a lot more comfortable, right? When they're with other people that are like minded, they feel a lot more comfortable. They feel like they've found their. I really can't stand this word, but anyways, I'm going to use it anyways. But their tribe. You know, their sorority, they've got their sisters, you know, um, and they just feel a lot more relatable. They can relate to each other. You know, we've had um, or I've had uh, leadership panels in the past where, you know, someone who's been in the business for 20 or 30 years is sharing some of their experiences building up their business from 20 years ago with the younger women that are coming into the business and mentoring them. And why reinvent the wheel? Share what you know, what they can apply so that they don't have to go through all of the the, the challenges that you went through. Um, and that's another thing. They're looking, women are looking for mentors and role models. And that's what you get from being part of a group like uh, Real MG. That's terrific. Michelle, we're hoping you can stick around. Coming up next, senior women and the high cost of housing. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Older women in Canada are struggling to make ends meet. As rent and the cost of groceries rise at a rate, their incomes cannot keep up with. 
Catherine Goods, who has worked for decades as an editor in the education sector, says she will be moving into a shared house with three other women because she can no longer afford having her own apartment. I, I could never save enough to be able to retire um, properly or to be able to have a retirement fund. And I've never been, um, I've always been freelance, so I'm never with a company that offered retirement benefits. Concerns about the economic challenges of senior women were also reflected in the Institute of Aging's 2023 to 2028 strategic plan, which said that while older adults often face poverty, older women are particularly affected by it. Joining us once again is Michelle Goodridge, co-founder of The Real MG, Women in Real Estate. Michelle, why are senior women struggling to find affordable housing, perhaps more so than other sectors? I believe that, uh, you know, elder women would have a harder time as um, if they were married and they didn't plan for retirement. You know, most most senior homes have women in them. If you go to a senior home, they have women in them. And um, if they haven't planned accordingly, or I think that you have to go back the generations, they weren't working like they are today. Um, a lot of women were stay-at-home moms and they weren't working. But if they were working, they were probably working in pretty low-paying roles, um, not these these big C-level executive roles because they were either doing it on a part-time basis or they're in hospitality and hospitality doesn't pay a lot. Um, so I think that they're struggling today because they haven't had an opportunity to save enough money to to provide for their retirement. We're living longer, um, you know, and uh, if their spouse has, has, has passed and maybe they still had a mortgage on the home that they had, again, that puts a, a real damper in their, their savings for retirement. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's interesting. I just think just across the board, you know, the, the rise in housing costs across the board has not kept in line with, with salaries at all. So I think that you're, you, we've got this segment, this elderly women segment, but I think that that's going to increase for a lot of people. I think we're just seeing more so the the elderly women because women live longer and, um, you know, they just haven't had an opportunity to, to save enough money for their retirement. So Catherine, in this particular piece, says that, you know, she, she worked a freelance job for quite some time and didn't have opportunities to save or benefits or a pension plan or anything like that. Does that also apply to women working in real estate? You know, that's a really good uh, question because I just think it, it's interesting. Realtors are an interesting beast. You know, they, they are amazing at making money. They're not good at generating wealth. And What's this the difference. Th there's a huge difference. Um, the money they're making, they're pretty much spending right away. And, you know, I had a... Um, a Zoom call, I, I do a Zoom call for Lean In, Lean In Toronto, 
and we had a women in real estate Zoom call, and we talked about the myths about being a realtor, which was really interesting. And, you know, one of the myths about that people have about being a realtor is that they make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and all they do is drive really nice cars mm-hmm. and wear designer clothing. Well, it is true. They do that, but they're paying Right off the bat, they're not making any money because they're trying to keep that facade. Is it an image thing? It's totally an image thing. Mm. And it hurts them in the long run. So they make a lot of money, but they also spend it very quickly. And then they're not, not in every case, but a lot of them aren't aren't investing in the the, the properties that they're selling. Or the product that they're selling. And that's that's where you're going to generate the wealth. Mm-hmm. I've uh, spoken with, I have one of my members actually in my group. Um, she was a broker. And, um, you know, it was great. She said it was great being a broker. It was wonderful. But where she started to generate wealth was when she started investing in the product she was selling. Um, and that's going to set you up for passive income appreciate we all know homes appreciate you know it's a good investment and it's a good it's a good way to diversify your portfolio and also when you're talking about real estate agents especially women in real estate you've got to consider that it's a commission based remuneration system mm. and, and you've got women taking mat leave women taking time off to drop their kids to school pick their kids up from school get home in time to feed them so you're cutting out a lot of opportunities to actually work and generate that income and and when you have that and you consider you're not getting pensions you're not getting any type of support you're not getting any type of uh, benefits or anything like that because you're self-employed and yeah. I think that plays a huge role in, in a situation similar to Catherine's because she was working freelance, which right. is very similar to real estate itself. And, uh, and and I think that contributes to it. And also, when you're older, whether you're a woman or a man, there's less opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. So your, your opportunity to be employed uh, for future income is limited. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we're facing uh, right here in, in this situation as well. Yeah. We've also talked a great deal on this show, Asif, um, about affordability. Mm. And that applies to this older woman in this particular story, but across the board. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to mention about the freelance. That's not that's not stable income, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you're dealing in that type of situation, you're going to run into roadblocks and the ability to even save Right. So there's lots of things that come into play there. And even now with the cost of housing, I mean, you're renting a a one bedroom Mm -hmm. condo in Toronto for over $3,000. And that could have been had for about $1,800 just before the pandemic. So just the transition in uh, how what the lack of supply has done to the market, not only the purchasing of a home, but also the renting of a home really does weigh on uh, single people and add in the high cost of food, the, the high cost of living, uh, the inflation rate, the way it's been over the last couple of years, is starting to calm down now. But you know, I went grocery shopping the other day and I was surprised as to how much everything mm-hmm. has increased. So, so I think that's playing a lot in the frustration uh, in this story and also with many more people. Yes, for sure. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that, Asif. Um, it's... It, 
you know, even even to get into, you know, I was talking about the genera- generational wealth and, and building, um, you know, an investment portfolio. It's getting harder and harder to do that here sure. in the GTA. Um, I even personally, I have a condo investment and it's not cash flowing, but I'm counting on the appreciation. That's what's keeping me in the game. But it's it's getting less and less lucrative um, for anyone to really invest. So it definitely is. And, uh, you know, also when you're when you're looking at what the market, the real estate market is doing right now and, and the lack of supply, there's less homes to be rented. And, and when you have someone that's even selling their home and, and entering the rental market or going into a home, I've heard from some of my clients that their parents are going into homes and it's between $4,500 and $6,000 a month just for that. So all yes. of the savings that they've had in their homes uh, is going into accommodating this lifestyle rental that they're going into in these seniors' homes. So there's no affordable opportunities with a lot of people that have had you know, structured jobs or, or corporate positions, at least they have some sort of pension or have invested in RRSPs. But for the majority of the people, this is going to be a struggle moving forward as the population continues to age. Yeah, I just think that uh, the system that we had, um, you know, retire at 65 and all of that, it's it's got to be totally revamped because we're living a lot longer these days. That's right. That's right. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us for On the Market. And we're really looking forward to seeing you at the Elevate Conference, May 30th, where you're going to be on stage with a couple of the women from The Real MG. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So get your ticket, everybody, May 30th. And where can they get tickets also? Uh, It's an Eventbrite invitation. Uh, You can purchase your tickets at their $99 or $129 at the door and the event's selling out quick. So if you're interested, send me a message at 416-985-CON and we'll get you in. And I hear one of our colleagues is hosting the event. Ann Romer is going to be hosting the event. So we're really looking forward to that. And uh, Ann's going to be joining us uh, at 8.30 a.m. May 30th. And she'll be there to host a couple of panels and, uh, and she'll be there till the very end. Looking forward to it. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Mark in Vaughan. He wants to know if it's okay to ask his agent about a property sales report or to provide a review of what the sale price has been for other homes in his neighborhood. Asif, what do you think? Mark, most definitely. I mean, that's something that the agent will provide or should provide you uh, when they're coming to do a a listing presentation or even just a a comparative market analysis for your home. So for sure, ask, ask for that. You'll get a better idea. And a lot of the agents will know they've probably have your property bookmarked uh, in order for them to keep track of what's happening in the area. So it'll be something that they can run just in a couple of minutes or may already have. 
And what's it called? What's the report called? It's a CMA. It's a comparative market analysis, and it's a report of uh, activity in your area. So not only solds, but also what's available, because you want to know what your competition is so that you can go up against them properly. And I guess Mark should also be clear about comparing apples to apples, right? Exactly. Like Some people will also compare different markets, and mm. that's not relevant right now because what you want to know is what's happening in the immediate maybe 30 to 60 day type of scenario whereas if you go back a year or two years it may not be relevant to what we're facing right now so it's very subjective but when you're looking at apples to apples like you said tina it it will give you a really good idea of what your home is worth josh and markham wants to know how long on average should it take to sell his home should he buy before he sells and how much should he budget for closing costs what does that include a few questions on Josh's list. There's don't a you few think? there, yeah. <laughs> so it uh, it depends on what type of home you're selling, what the price range is, what the inventory levels are like. So there's so many different factors. I can't give you an exact timeline, but relatively speaking, if you say two to three weeks in this market, uh, your house should be sold as long as you're priced right. And so there is a caveat there. You have to be priced at market value and your house has to show well for you to be able to uh, experience that uh, two to three week window, maybe even sooner. The other thing is when you're when you're in a market that uh, is like this, you probably want to buy before you sell mm. because there's limited inventory. So if you put your house up on the market and it sells within a couple of weeks, now you're scrambling to try and find a home within that 60-day or 90-day closing window. And sometimes people end up settling. They don't get the house that they want. So in this market specifically, you want I'm, – I'm telling my – sellers to buy first because I know the houses are going to sell quickly. There's so much demand out there. You don't have to really worry. As long as your house shows well and you, you've done the improvements that are necessary to make it sell, it will sell. So make sure you go buy one. And Asif, I just want to un interrupt for just a quick second. I know that Josh has other questions here, but it's not really an option for those who want to sell to think about, oh, I can just rent for a while because rent is at a premium as well, right? Rent's at a premium and it's not uncommon to see 10, 15, 20 offers on a rental right now. So even wow. if you find the right rental, chances are you may not get it. And there's a lot of people struggling to find a rental right now, uh, not only for what they're looking for, but also in the price point they're looking for. It may actually be cheaper for you to get a mortgage and, and the monthly payment will be cheaper than the rental payment. Let's get back to Josh's questions. Um, he also asked, how much should he budget for closing costs? Usually they'll tell you that you need about 2 to 3% uh, in terms of closing costs. Again, it depends on, you're also going to need land transfer taxes. Uh, you know, are both of you second-time buyers? Because if one of you is a first-time buyer, then you'll have a credit uh, for that depends if you're buying in York region or if you're buying in Toronto because mm -hmm. there's there's double land transfer tax in Toronto. So it really depends on your situation, Josh. There's a, a great calculator on realestatelawyers.ca that you can go in and punch in all of your information for your purchase and your sale, and it'll actually give you how much land transfer tax you have to pay, what your closing costs would be in terms of legal fees. And uh, and then it depends because if you're buying a new build, you're going to have different closing costs. If you're buying resale, there's going to be different closing costs. So it really depends on your situation. And I can answer that in more detail once I know your details. And is that tool free? And what's that website again? It is. It's realestatelawyers.ca. And if you go in, it'll give you a quote as to what you'll be paying at closing uh, in terms of legal fees, 
title insurance, land transfer tax. So it, it's pretty accurate. As a reminder, if you have questions for On the Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can always email me at asif at thehomeshop.ca. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.